Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. All right, everybody. Well, this is episode 99 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. That means next week is June the 8th, and we're going to be doing our 100th episode. We're going to do it live. Yeah. Live on the Facebook. So uh, I would like to tell you You'll that get the to cake. hear our voices and see our faces. That's going to be a good day. The cake should be in the oven real quick now, and we're going to have those hard candy letters on top. Nice, nice, 100th, nice. 100th, you know, episode and all that we're gonna stuff, eat so. the cake while we talk we're going to eat while we talk that's exactly right so. ice cream and milk so we we've pretty <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> i actually like that i mean idea. you gotta have a glass of cold milk with cake. Uh, cold the colder the better <laughs> right that's no joke do you drink whole milk oh I, whole or cold cold and whole yes 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 i do whole milk has less carbs in it because there's more fat in it so that makes sense. Anyway. We, we don't drink whole milk much. We we buy the 2%. My favorite is skim milk now. I love skim you milk. You like skim milk? That's my favorite. you got to be kidding me. It. I was I about to say, my it. wife always drinks skim milk. We always have a gallon of skim milk and a gallon sweeter. of 2%. It's a sweet. It's terrible. Milk. No, it's a sweeter it's milk. It's white water is all it is. It doesn't taste. <laughs> it's just water. Well, maybe so. But anyway, I oh, do it's like awful. it awful. Oh, I can't believe that. Trey, I, I liked you until now. Oh, I can't sorry. believe. Oh, man. I can't we'll believe you drink to, skim milk. That is we'll, terrible. We'll have to Who re-examine our relationship. My, I always thought my wife was crazy for drinking skim milk. But now I find out you drink skim milk? Oh, that's terrible. And it's a little cheaper. Oh, it has because less it's got nothing it. in it. Because it's, it's just white water. water. Yeah. It's food-colored water. Exactly. Half percent. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Well, well, anyway, I'm so disappointed. well, anyway, with all this disappointment about milk, <laughs> uh, get your people on here, get them listening. Um, uh, actually, go ahead and promote next week that we're going to be doing the live uh, Facebook. Uh, uh, I guess it's going to be Facebook Live, right? Yeah, Facebook Live. Facebook Live. We'll be doing on the church's website and uh, look forward to having you there. So, anyway, get out there, Facebook, Twitter, however you. Get people to come and join us that do that this week. And, uh, of course, it always helps to be able to stretch out our uh, our um, listening, ministry, audience. Uh, listening audience and, and ministry to around our country. And uh, you said that we actually have people around the world Yeah, we do. To, we so. do. When I check the stats, it's always interesting to – now, I, I think some of that's friends I have in different places. That's like, okay. Know, I'll take Russia, it anyway. China, people I know there, I think they uh, – they listen in a little bit, and, so that's good. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm encouraged by but, that. You know, if you know people in France, you can invite them. Britain, invite them. Zimbabwe. Those kind of things. Zimbabwe. Swaziland. Swaziland. To my friends in Swaziland. To Start your friends listening. in Swaziland. Right. There you go. So anyway. Worldwide uh, audience. I like it. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been talking uh, these last few weeks, especially about different topics as related to Genesis. And uh, this week, we're going to start getting deep into the uh, life of Abraham. Yeah. And part of Abraham, the biggest part probably is the call of God in his life because yeah. it was really a big deal for him. So for us, uh, I think... Uh, Almost by design, I think people have always kind of shrouded the call in a mystery. You know, yeah. oh, it's mysterious, and you'll know when it happens. You know, you say, how do you know? And it's like, well, it, you know, it's always this thing of uh, this mystical type thing, right, I guess, right, right. is kind of the idea. Um, but 
the Bible actually tells us that many are called. So yeah. it can't be as mysterious as we've, we've been told it to yeah. be. Um, one of my favorite devotionals is called My Utmost for His Highest, and it's uh, by a guy named Oswald Chambers, who was a missionary uh, to North Africa. And he has a lot to say about the calling of God. But one of his quotes is this, Pastor. Mm -hmm. The call of God is not just for a select few, but for everyone. Everyone. Whether I hear God's call or not depends on the condition of my ears. That's good. And exactly what I hear depends on my spiritual attitude. That's good. Uh, So, Pastor Tommy, I probably should ask then, what is this call that he's talking about, and how does it work out in the life of a believer? Yeah, yeah, so that's what we've been talking about today is the calling of God. Because like you said, Trey, it is something that for a lot of people is kind of mysterious. And and the reason why Mm -hmm. I think it's mysterious for people is because the way that we've heard the call of God talked about. I mean, just the phrase, the call, Mm -hmm. sounds kind of mysterious. Like, what what, what do you mean the call? Do I I hear him actually calling Mm -hmm. me? I mean, what is that? You know, we kind of get, you know, Baffled by that. Have yeah. I heard the call? Have I not heard the call? I mean, what is this call thing? That, just the phrase, the call, sounds kind of weird. You know? I mean, let's be honest <laughs> with you. Really I mean, does. just really kind of yeah. odd and baffling. So, But it's a scriptural phrase. We're going to see that um, as we work through what we're working through today. And, and then, you know, if, if you're like me and you grew up in a church, um, you had guys who talked about their calling. Mm-hmm. All the time. And it was just kind of supernatural thing that happened in their lives. You, you mean, and so I know for me growing up, when I thought about people who were called, I thought about two kinds of people. What, what, Pastors what and missionaries. Oh, yeah, that right? would be right, yeah. I mean, those were the people who were called. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there would be, you know, uh, the, the traditional Baptist church I grew up in, you know, we have a time of invitation at Northwood where people can mm-hmm. respond to uh, the message. But I mean, I remember, you know, growing up and maybe we should do more of this at Northwood, I guess. I don't know. But, but you know, when they when the pastor gave that invitation, it was to the lost. Mm-hmm. It was to people who want to recommit their lives to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was to people who felt called to ministry. Yeah. A lot. I mean, I heard that just right. about every and Sunday I can remember as well. people walking down, and they were answering the call. I saw an 11-year-old, one of my 11-year-old friends walk forward when I was 11, and I go, really? <laughs> I remember him walking forward. I, yeah. I said, but I, wow. remember, I remember, you know, the pastor introducing people. Tommy just answered the call, or Bob just answered the call. Yeah, and yeah. Like, well, how did you get called? I mean, so that was kind of, you know, that, but that, and then you would have missionaries, and I mean, obviously missionaries are super elite people, right? Or at least that's yeah. what we think anyway. But, you know, you would hear these missionary stories of how they heard that missionary calling and all those kinds of things. And and so I think for, for, for many of us who grew up in church, or at least for me growing up in church, when I heard of the call, that's mm-hmm. what I thought about. Mm-hmm. I thought about people who felt called to ministry, called to be a pastor, called to to missions. I didn't think about until, you know, later on and I really started to understand what calling meant. I didn't think about the the reality that that everybody's called. Yeah. Yeah. That, that God has placed a calling on everybody's life. And uh so yeah, I mean it's just kind of a an interesting phrase, but an important phrase for us to understand. And and the reason why we're talking about this is because it's what we're seeing in the book of Genesis, uh-huh. is that God puts a calling on the lives of people. And now, we, we just started studying um, Abraham's life this past Sunday, which is going to be an interesting journey. I love the story of Abraham. Oh, and so, so we talked about how we finished part one of Genesis, and now we're really in the part two, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking about the different patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Hey, we'll talk about this, but just give you a teaser. Um, you know, when you read... Um, through the Old Testament, you often read about uh, the patriarchs. You've heard it said this way, right? When you read scripture, it's like uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. You ever thought about that? I actually did the other day recently because I just finished reading the book yeah, of Genesis, yeah. and I just wondered why it was not included. Yeah. 
Because if you think about it, I don't know if you know this or not, Trey, Joseph's story is given more space mm-hmm. in the book of Genesis than any other story. Yeah. Powerful. He's and given more he's, attention. But but he's not called. It, you, you never hear. Not called when you pray. Well, he, yeah, you never, well, you never hear, yeah. uh, you know, the God of Jacob, uh, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, and Joseph. It's always just Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Isaac uh, was kind of like this left and Yeah, out you, dude, got, you got one chapter on him. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so. really not much at all about Isaac. We don't hear, other than the fact that he was, you know, sacrificed mm-hmm. and then, or, you know, Abraham was going to sacrifice mm-hmm. and God stopped him that story. And then um, the story of, uh, you know, him finding a wife or, you know, and, and yeah, him getting a wife and all that kind of stuff, and then you know his two sons and the the stew and all that. I mean, there's not a whole lot there on Isaac, you know, but there's a lot on Jacob, mm-hmm. and there's a whole lot on Joseph. Yeah, that's right. But you never really hear. I mean, you know, we're getting into stuff that's not related to this podcast now, but you know, honestly, you don't hear much about Joseph in the rest of the Bible at all. Interesting. Yeah. Well, at any rate, hear about the tribe of Joseph, but uh, you yeah. know, you just don't hear about Joseph. I mean, he's not just not mentioned. No, nope, but you do Isaac and Jacob and Abraham. And there's a reason for that. We'll talk about it. Okay. That's why you got to come to church every so Sunday. So that's the teaser. That's the teaser. That's why you come to church every okay. Sunday. But, but, but uh, what I was saying before I interrupted myself was, um, you know, we've already seen in Genesis where Noah was called, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he was called to build this boat and to ride out the flood on the boat. And, and now we started the story where Abraham was called. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, the story of Noah and the story of Abraham, they're very similar in a hmm. sense, and not because you know Abraham obviously didn't experience a flood, uh, but but both Abraham and Noah experienced the call of God in the worst of times. Oh boy, yeah, that's true. You think about it. Oh yeah, Abraham is called after the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. or in that 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 storyline there. And if you think about it, the the, the Tower of Babel story, it, it's it's a lot like the days before the flood. Mm. Everybody's just doing what's right in their own eyes, and so so in a lot of ways, you know. Abraham and Noah are called in very similar circumstances where mm. everything is dark and terrible and sinful. Wow. So it's interesting, the, the connections between uh, Noah and Abraham. But at any rate, uh, I want to bring that up because, because what we have already seen in the book of Genesis thus far is you have people who are called Noah, Abraham, and later on, Jacob, and later on, Joseph. So it, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see the call of God at work in the book of Genesis. So, so let's talk about this. We've got sure. some, uh, some, some, some truths you need to know about the calling of God. I think I got four of them, right? That yeah, we're gonna four, talk about. four we're going to talk about. So let's start with the first truth, which is this. We're called to salvation. Okay. Now, everybody mm. is called to salvation. Mm. Now, what I mean by that, maybe it's more accurate to say the invitation to salvation is for everybody. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. You think about Second uh, Peter 3, 9, that God wished not anyone would perish, but that all, all would find everlasting rest. life yeah. in Christ Jesus. And so that's, that's God's desire. So mm-hmm. there's an invitation for everyone to uh, come to faith in Jesus Christ. Not everyone does. No, not at all. Right? And so, so what Bible scholars call it is the effectual call of God. Hmm. You've okay. heard that before? I have. Yeah, so the effectual call of God is, is this idea that, 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 that the invitation is out there, but not everybody's going to respond in faith. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why people respond in faith is because God places a calling on their lives. 
Trey, when you gave your life to Jesus, you were called to salvation. When I gave my life to Jesus as a kid, I was called to salvation. What Ephesians 2 tells us is that we're all dead in sin. Mm. Dead people cannot choose righteousness. Dead people continue to choose sin, right? Mm -hmm. And so God has to do a work of grace in our lives. And so so because he does that work of grace, or through that work of grace, he calls us to himself. He he calls us to salvation. That's what Bible scholars call the effectual or effective calling of God. The invitation is for anybody. But not everybody's going to respond because people are dead, mm-hmm. dead in their sin. Dead, dead people sin aren't going to choose God. Yes. And so God chooses to open our eyes to his mm-hmm. greatness, and he calls us to salvation. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, you're a follower of Jesus because you've experienced in your life the calling of God. Uh, so you've got a couple scriptures that, that help us with this. Think about John six forty four, where Jesus says, no one can come to, to the Father, or excuse me, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. So just mm-hmm. idea, right, of, of God calling us to himself. Or, and this verse uses the actual word, listen to Romans eight thirty, and those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. And so what you see in the New Testament in particular is this idea of effectual calling, that the invitation is out there. Mm-hmm. Salvation is is for all who will respond, but the ones who respond are those who are called, mm-hmm. the ones that God opens their eyes and and and, and showers grace upon, and yes. then by faith we're saved. You see, and so so I say that because that puts us right back in the book of Genesis, because that's what happens in in Noah's life and Abraham's life. Yeah. Uh, we, we we see them called out from among people in both in like you said in these evil yeah. culture that they live in yeah. out of the blue and we know that Noah found grace and those things but this still this idea that's the idea that he found grace yeah that's right and so, so uh, yeah because yeah, you think about it and we've talked about it, that 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 Noah and Abraham both were sinners like everybody mm-hmm. else if Noah and Abraham got what they deserved they would have gotten punishment mm-hmm. destruction but they didn't get what they deserved. They've got the call of God. They got grace instead. And so Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He found found grace, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Abraham, you think about Abraham. We talked about it, you know, in the message on Sunday that that Abraham's dad named Terah, which is related to the word moon, because his family they were moon worshippers. Mm-hmm. They were idolatrous, right? And so it's very likely that Abraham was just as idolatrous as his dad. Mm. And, and God calls him. Grew yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so God calls him out of that idolatry, which makes the story very interesting. God calls him out of that idolatry and calls him to a life of faith. Follow me. I'm, I'm, don't worry about where you're going. Just follow me. I'll, I'll show you along the way. But that's called that. That's that. Mm. And that that ultimately is a call to salvation. Leave your family. Leave leave those pagan worshipers. Leave those idolaters and, and follow the true God. That's a call to salvation, right? Mm. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going you know, to bless you. I'm not going to let anybody curse you. I mean, it, come on, follow me. I mean, it, it was a call to salvation, mm-hmm. you see? And, and, and if you're a follower of Jesus, you've experienced that same call. You've experienced a call to salvation. There's no doubt. When I, when I came to Christ, it was a definite call. Yeah. Um, I knew that I was being called, and I went. I went forward. I would have at that point. I felt like no one could stop me from going Absolutely. forward. I mean, they could have tried to tackle me and everything else. I was getting down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was definitely a call. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I mean, and and that there's, there are other theological terms to describe that. We won't get into all yeah, those details, yeah. but but just the idea that when you when you experience the grace of mm-hmm. God, you can't help but respond to it. Mm-hmm. When that that call, man, it. It, 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 when it's there, it's powerful. Very you powerful. know it, and, and you're just drawn. And that's what Jesus says, right? 
you can't come to me unless the Father draws you. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. You know? Father has to draw. All right. So first truth, we're called to salvation. Second is this, though. You're also called, and this is where I think where everybody gets confused a little bit. Okay. Because we're called to serve. Yeah. Who's called to serve? Pastors and missionaries, right? That's it. Everybody else, come sit <laughs> just, down, enjoy the show. Yeah, just come right? enjoy the show. <laughs> no, but that's 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 the reality. Is that that every one of us are called yes. to salvation, mm-hmm. and every one of us are called to serve. Mm-hmm. And, and this second truth is going to be related to the third truth. And I don't want to give it all the way, but we're called to serve and we're called to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but thinking specifically of the call to serve, this is for everybody. Now, you know, we we obviously uh, think about specific callings, like like I have a specific calling. To pastor, and that that calling grows sure. out of the, the giftedness and the abilities that God has given me. And, and we, spiritual gifts. and I can tell you, we want you to have a call. Yeah, pastor, absolutely. You know? We talked about, I think, on the last episode a little bit. Um, you know, your calling, my calling. Mm-hmm. That we we did right. feel this specific calling yes. to pastoral ministry. But but you know, I mean, you think about it. Um, um, we we call work what? What do we call work? An occupation. Yeah, an occupation. Well, we also call it a vocation. Career, vocation. And yeah. that word vocation, yeah. what, what's the root of that word vocation? I have no idea. Call. Really? The word vocation comes from this idea of calling. Voca, like uh-huh. call? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice? Yeah, call. Interesting. So there you go. So, Never so your vocation, or whatever line of work you're in, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's, it's, it's vocational ministry, vocational education, vocational, whatever the case may be. Whatever line of work you're in, you're called by God mm-hmm. to be there, to serve him. Wherever you find yourself, you're called to use the abilities and gifts he's given you where he has placed you. Every one of us, no matter what it looks like, if you're a school teacher, if you are you know, a lawyer, if you mm-hmm. are you know, a, a, a welder, whatever your career might be, it is your calling. God is, by his supernatural grace and his providence, he has placed you where you are. You might not like where you are. That is true. Right? That's happened to but me. But that's where God has you. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, in a sense, it is a calling, a calling in that place he has you to serve him to the best of your ability, to use the abilities he's given you to make much of his kingdom, to, to influence people with the gospel. So we're all called. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, within the church, obviously, we're called to use the spiritual gifts Amen that God has that. given us uh, to further his kingdom through the local church. So, so, you know, none of us can sit on the sidelines and say, I'm not called. Mm. We do that, don't or we? Or I'm called. I'm called to support. I'm, yeah, just, I'm called to be in the pew. I'm called to. I've heard all these. Terms, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that because I, I just don't think I'm called to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I should do that because I don't. I just don't feel called to that. Well, well, you're called. Mm. You're called to serve the Lord, and and whatever that means, right? Where wherever you find yourself, you're called to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. You see, I think we 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 abuse this phrase, the calling, mm-hmm. because we'll we'll say things like, "I'm just not called to that." I think we do this. We do anytime there's something that the Bible's very specific about, we, we try to use that as an excuse. Yeah. Well, that's not my calling. That's not my calling. That's not my gift. That's not my gift. That's not how I'm talented. Whatever it is. You know, we always try to say, right. you know, uh, well, because that's not specifically where I want yeah, to be so, or so whatever. So the way we should think about it is is when, when there is an opportunity for ministry, mm. whatever that ministry might be, if it's in your local church, right, to... Uh, to work in this particular area of the local mm-hmm. church. If it's in your job, there's a family uh, that you can minister to through yeah. your job, yeah. uh, at your school. If what, Whatever opportunity for ministry is present, you should assume that God is telling you to walk through that door and seize that mm-hmm. opportunity. You walk should through. assume so, right? 
and 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 if, if that opportunity that's there is not for you, God's gonna make that pretty clear to you. He will, right? But I got to tell you, when I walk through a door, usually, I mean, I, 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 there is great satisfaction in yeah. knowing that you're moving forward to do what God absolutely, wants. To do. Absolutely, absolutely. Does God give us specific callings? In the lives of people. Does God give us specific gifts? Absolutely, He certainly does. But I think oftentimes there is this um, tendency to. Um, abuse the calling of God. I'm just not called to that. Mm-hmm. That's not my calling. Well, okay, maybe that's not your specific giftedness in that area, but get in there and serve. We're all called to serve. See what God does, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, one of the one of the, my big ex- excuses that I hear constantly when I ask someone to do something, being a pastor, you do have to ask people as, as needs come up. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they always say is, well, I, I'm not called to serve. They use that actual word serve. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, God had one son. He made him a servant. That's right. That's and right. uh my spiritual gift is not service. I will yeah, tell you that. Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite. But because of our relationship with Christ, I hope that I'm becoming more like Jesus. So I'm willing yeah. to serve. If yeah. that means washing dishes or picking up trash or all whatever it is, yeah. I, I don't mind doing it. You yeah. know, That's the most important thing. And that also is a call to be like Jesus. You know, I yeah. think that's very important. And we're yeah. going to talk about yeah, that yeah, in a minute. Yeah. So, um, All right. Well, number, number two is you are called to serve. Number three is, and you said this was going to, uh, lean back on the second one as well. You are called to go. Yeah. Great commission. Mm-hmm. Who's called to fulfill the great commission? Missionaries. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just. That I'm guy not, who's living in Africa. Uh, yeah. that, that's him. That's him. Well, that's why we give our money to the cooperative program. Yeah, so we that's can do why it. I do it. Well, so I, I, don't I don't have to go when he can. I don't want to have to mess with it. Right. Well, we probably put it in more hey, spiritual I remember hearing terms stories. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing stories uh, in seminary. Uh, from 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 guys who were at churches or whatever the case may be, and or they heard a pastor say, you know, you need to take up a big offering for this missionary that's coming in. I'm gonna pray um, that you. Give, I'm gonna pray that if you don't give a big offering, God will send your kids to the mission field. <laughs> Like that, like that would be the worst I'm, thing yeah, ever. Yeah, you don't want your kids to go, uh, do you? So pay up for this guy so we can go so your kids don't have to. Oh, my heavens. That is so far away from <laughs> the I've biblical heard that, model. though. I've heard that. Wow. I've heard guys talk. I've heard that myself. I've heard guys talk about that. that yeah. They've heard things like that. Mm. Yeah. But the reality uh, is, and we talk about this at Northwood all the time, and I hope people at our church are getting this, we're all called to go. Mm-hmm. Whether that's going to your neighbor, you know, going, you know, here's, you know, like go, go, to go support your son, Ivy, in Boston. Mm-hmm. Every one of us is called to go to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. because we look forward to the day when we are gathered around the throne of God and people are there from every tribe and tongue and nation, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the missionary task has been accomplished through the people of God. So mm-hmm. we're all called to go. And so, again, it kind of goes back to that, that, that idea we were talking about when we talked about called to serve. Uh, because what what I'll hear over and over and over again when we start to plan you know international mission trips, I'm just not called to go. Mm. It's not called to go there, and I and I understand that. Well, well, when I'm in the Connect to Northwood class, and we do one called Expand Edition, where we go beyond, and so what I always tell people is that every one of you are, I believe, are called to go on a mission trip yeah. somewhere. Somewhere, and God's going God's going to use you. Everybody's not going to go to the same place, right. but you're going to be called. Right, and when that time comes, you need to go. Yep. Don't say I don't have the money. Don't say I don't have the time. You go. Yeah, it's a call. So the kind of the way I've, pro- I've approached it, and again, I, and I understand, I understand that that you know, I understand the financial constraints that we have. I understand that for some of us, we're passionate about different mm-hmm. areas of the world than other areas of the yeah. world. Um, I, I get all that, but the kind of the way I've operated is that if I have the time and I have the resources, mm. I'm going. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care where it's at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the way I've operated over the last 10 or 11 years. If I have the time and I have the resources, I like that. I'm going. I like that. So, so for me, I think about, you know, in, in 2020, we didn't get to do any international travel because of the pandemic. Uh, but the year before that, I guess it was 2019, mm-hmm. um, we went to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have served numerous times in places like China and Russia. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to Guatemala. Um, I, I've been to Cambodia, you know, several places over in, in East Asia. Um, I love going over there. If I, if I could choose my favorite place to go minister, if I could choose, okay, here's the one place I want to go. It'll be East, it'll be over there in East Asia somewhere, China, Cambodia, you know, that. I love it. I love the culture. I love you the love work. The food. I love the food. Yeah. I mean, I love it all. I really do. Yeah. I, I was, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, um, Guatemala wasn't in my top 10 places mm. to, to go and do mission work. But... When that opportunity came up, I had the time, I had the resources, so I went. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad I did. You know what I'm saying? Did people actually needy for the gospel over there, you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. right? Because everywhere you go, there's need for the gospel. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, just go. Because wherever you go, if you go with a heart that says, God, I'm willing, God, I'm able, mm-hmm. God, I'm going I'm to just, I'm going to be obedient to you, God's going to use you, right? And God used me in Guatemala. God used me in China. God, I mean, everywhere I've been on mission, I've come back blessed mm-hmm. because I was able to do what I, I felt like God wanted me to do. And I've come back, you know, with a heart full of joy and passion for the mission. And I've come back knowing that I was used by God. So when Jesus said in Matthew 28 to go, he wasn't just talking to the apostles. You know, don't right. you think he was talking to the whole church? <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, he must have been. I because mean, he reiterates it in Acts 1 8. I have actually and, heard people try to explain that away. That's just the apostles. By, well, yeah, that's just, that was just that specific well, commandment to the apostles. Well, that would have been the case, and, and the church would have stopped when the apostles died. I know. And I, you know, anyway, I just, uh, people try to uh, ferret out these yeah, ways yeah. so they don't have to answer. So, anyway. so we need to be clear, though. I, the reality is, is, is um, we do understand that not everybody is able to go mm. maybe as often as they want, or maybe some people can't go at all. You know, you think about people who have um, just just life issues yeah, that keep yeah. them from taking a trip to, you know, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. It might be health issues, or the case may be. And when we get all that, so I'm not we're not trying to guilt you into going on mission trips, but we are saying yes, we yes, are. <laughs> <laughs> no, what we I'm are teasing. saying Go what ahead. we are saying is that we are all involved, Amen. supposed to be involved in God's mission, whatever that looks like. And and the decision that I have made is what what I just shared. If I have the time and I have the resources, I like I'm going. I really do. All right, number four truth: uh, you are called to holiness. Oh, this is what we often ignore. I think I think if you've been listening, probably most who are listening would agree that we're called to salvation, mm-hmm. and we're called to serve, and we're called to mm-hmm. go. But there's a calling to holiness, mm. to, to live a different kind of life than the rest of the world. So you think about um, uh, what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. He says, I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling mm. to which you've been called, right? The calling to salvation. You've, you've received salvation. Now walk worthy of worthy that calling, that way, yeah. right? Uh, to which you were called uh, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Mm. Or you think about First Peter 1, verses 14 through 16, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Wow. We forget about that. We forget that God wants us to live a holy life, a, a life where we're putting sin to death and choosing mm. to live in the righteousness of Jesus. We forget that calling, but that is a, a real calling on every believer's life to live a holy life, a life 
where we're being sanctified, right? Being made holy, being made like Jesus by the power of the Spirit. That is a calling on every believer's life. And yet people will do the same thing with the call of God. They'll do that with this call to holiness. They'll say, well, that's just for pastors and missionaries. Church leaders, maybe yeah. you know, you can include elders and all that, but uh, it's not really for everyone. Yeah, you know, since because, I'm not a pastor or missionary, I can yeah. slack off in my uh, obedience to the Lord. Yeah, a little bit. I can just do kind of what I want to, yeah. as long as I go to church and you know claim First John one nine here and there. I'm all right. So yeah, but but that's not the case. Every believer is called to a holy life, a whole living living it out. I mean, living in front of the world. That's exactly and not right. just in front of the world. You know, I I think we we're so concerned that we're not. Uh, living in front of the world, that we need to make sure that we're also just living before God that way. Absolutely. I mean, he's the one that sees us Absolutely. every single day, every Absolutely. moment of every day. Absolutely. It's a big deal. Calling of God is a big deal. Amen. It's a big deal. So we're, let's go over them one more time for everybody. Number one, we're called to salvation, called to serve, called to go, mm-hmm. and then we are called to this lifestyle of holiness. That's it. The four callings of God on every believer's life. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you, you can't excuse them away. You can't say I'm not called. No, these are the four callings on every believer's life, every believer. And, and getting back to this last one, if you if you don't make this a priority in your life, I think it can affect the rest Absolutely. of the calling. Absolutely. You know, you're not going to be effective in your going if you're not living a holy life. You're not going to be effective in your serving mm-hmm. if you're not living a holy life, right? You're not living worthy of your calling if you're not living a holy life. Absolutely. All right. So there, you know that someone out there is listening is struggling with this idea of the call of God, call of God in their life. Yeah. Maybe it is to vocational ministry, but maybe it's just the call of God to, to minister in there where they are, where God has yeah. placed them. What would you tell them? Yeah, I would say that if you're struggling with the calling of God in your life, just stop for a moment, right? And think about what you know you're called to. Mm-hmm. These four things you just talked about, if you're a follower of Jesus, come on, you know you're called to these things. Mm-hmm. This is just Bible, right? The scripture reveals this stuff over and over again. You you know this. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you can just focus on these four things, right? Focus on that calling to salvation and give God praise for that. Focus on that calling to serve. How are you doing in your serving right now? Where, where are you telling God yes? And where are you telling God no? And why are you telling him no? Stop. Stop telling him no. On your going, Right. Uh, right now, where is it that God's telling you to go? Is it to a neighbor, to somebody at work? Is it overseas, you know? Um, you, the call to holiness, and what areas of your life you're not being holy. Just think about these four different areas of calling mm-hmm. and, 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 and start there. How are you living out these callings on your life? And how can you do, with the help of the Spirit, a better job of living out these callings on your life, right? Just start there. Start by thinking about these four different callings that we talked about today. All right, Pastor. Well, thank you so much, and... Uh, Appreciate your information that helps us think through the calling of God. And uh, just get us ready for our 100th episode next Coming week. Coming up next week's going to be good. So I hope today has been a blessing to you. I hope that this has been helpful for you as you think about your relationship with Jesus and who he's called you to be. And if this, is, if this has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get the word out about our podcast. And as always... We hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.